Our Friday conversation with Andrew Ferentz is brought to you by Dave'sTop5.com, an online directory of outstanding local businesses. If you're a local business, why use the yellow pages when you can be found on Dave'sTop5.com? And by Sullivan Brothers Toyota in Kingston and Sullivan Brothers Used Vehicle Outlets in Hanover. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Uh, pretty good, guys. How's that lower body injury feeling? Uh, perfect. You're good? You're 100%? Yeah. I heard it was just an ingrown pinky toenail. Is that it? <laughs> That's lower body. Uh, well, we're not supposed to tell you, but uh, you got me. Uh. <laughs> we'll try to narrow it down. Waist to the knees or knees to the feet? It wasn't bad, but the, the, the toenail really hurt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, on, on your list of uh, ugly victories you've been a part of throughout your hockey career, where does last night's come up in the conversation? <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've won I've – won Uglier games that we had no business of winning. Last night, I think both teams were kind of ugly. So, uh, um, you know, it, it definitely wasn't a pretty thing to watch. Uh, but but they were pretty, you know, they came to play, and it was, uh, I don't know, it was it was, a, it was a weird game. It was definitely wasn't, uh, uh, probably wasn't the best game to, to, to watch. But uh, what can you do? You know, those, those happen, but. Uh, come playoff time, we'll take the points. Would the psychoanalyst or the sports psychologist say it's because they were the Blue Jackets, they'd only won three games, maybe you guys, not consciously, but unconsciously, took them a little lightly? Uh, you know, we, well, we talked about it before the game. You know, they had a lot going for them. They had their dad's trip. Uh, you know, some NHL teams have a dad's trip every year where uh, all the fathers come on the road. And, um, you know, it, it, they're kind of like an injured animal, you know, when, when a team's not doing so hot. Mm-hmm. It's always a dangerous thing to face. Um, you know, so we, we did talk about those things. So I think guys were prepared for the game. It was just, uh, uh, we are just lacking that extra little speed and punch that, that we've had in the games past. But, uh, you know, technically we played all right. We just didn't have the extra oomph. Do you, do you, do you, when you don't have uh, that oomph, that intensity in the first period, why don't you flip the switch between periods and have it in the second? Uh, <laughs> you can tell you the truth, it's, it's, uh, it's a funny thing. It's just, it was just a little off. I mean, and I think, uh, you know, some guys, uh, you know, there's, you know, fatigue sometimes where, you know, guys are just not feeling as good uh, on a certain night. And, you know, we've talked about that before, too, right. where if there's 15 guys that are feeling great and, and five that aren't, you know, it, it slows everybody down just by having five, you know, five guys that aren't, uh, you know, quite feeling the, uh, at their peak. So um, it's not a fact of, you know, everybody feeling awful. It's just, uh, uh, you know, a little bit here, you know, a little bit off here and there, and, and it kind of uh, brings the whole game down. Hey Andrew, there are two separate subjects that I would be interested to know how much discussion and talk there was in the in the in the dressing room over these two two things. First of all, uh, Char has been absolved; he's not going to be doing hard time and breaking rocks in a penitentiary up in <laughs> up in uh, Canada. Was that something that hung over this team's head? Was it talked about, or did you just think it was so ridiculous you didn't even deal with it? Well, he would have been really good at breaking rocks. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Strong man. Um, but honestly, it hasn't even come up. Uh, and and I'm really good friends with Z, and we. we share you know share rides uh you know to the rink all the time and and we never talk about it um you know when it happened obviously we did but you know this stuff uh i think everybody just kind of viewed as a bit and ridiculous. the the other subject is when when tuka time turns into tuka talk it ended up being a lot of trade talk does that seep its way into the dressing room um i'm not even really sure who you know who pays attention to that stuff i know most most guys don't uh mm-hmm. Uh, I think most guys, uh, you know, kind of go to the Bill Belichick, you know, never read anything that goes on. Uh, and it, it sounds like a cop-out, but I, I really don't think guys pay attention to it. Um, um, 
So somebody mentioned that to me the other day that he was on TV, you know, breaking a stick, and they they said something about uh, you know, trading. But uh, that was the first that I heard of it. You know, I, I honestly don't even really know what you're talking about. Do you do you think Tuca will be here? Uh, is here for the long haul, or does a guy is he too good to be a backup? Uh, I don't. I mean, he's great for us. Um, I think it's awesome to have two goalies that you can have complete confidence in. Um, so I mean. I mean, from a player's perspective, you want the best players on your team, the, you know, the players that you have a great, you know, the greatest chance of winning with. And, and if I can look back and see two goalies that, you know, give us an unbelievable chance to win every night, why wouldn't I want that? I'd be crazy not to. Hey, do you look at the standings? Because I've heard a lot of talk recently about, oh, they got up in the ninth and eighth, and I'm saying it's November. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter yet. Uh, does it matter where you are in the standings and uh, or, or – can you help but look at them each day and see how you're doing versus everybody else? Uh, it matters for sure. It, it totally matters. I mean, I think uh, um, you know it, the league is tight. It, it's it's hard to you know the, obviously the later the season goes on, it's it's hard to move positions. Um, um, you know you, you wallow you know for for too long down to the bottom, and and it is just next to impossible to to dig yourself out of it. You know, it happened to Calgary last year. Um, you know, I think they. Them. Like they went every single game in the last 20 games, they still didn't make the playoffs just because you dig that hole. Um, so you, I think you know at this time of the year you're not, you're not you know milling over it every single day, but you're definitely checking in and and, and kind of knowing where you're at and and, uh, and whatnot. But you're not uh, scoreboard watching all, all the time. Hey Andrew, I asked Andy Brickley this question earlier in the week, and he really didn't have a definitive answer on it for me. And we're talking about uh, uh, running a goaltender, or hitting a goaltender, or checking a goaltender on the heels of what's just happened. What's the code uh, of honor among National Hockey League non-goaltenders in terms of where the line is and what you step over the line and when you've gone too far? Um, well, if you hit a goalie, I mean, the, the code of honor is that you're you're going to have to fight as soon as you hit him. Um, and that's about it. Even, even a little nudge, even a little tap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's uh, somewhat on purpose, I mean, uh, uh, you definitely have to expect to, think to uh, you know, to drop the nets. Yeah, but if they're out there handling Why? the puck, shouldn't yeah. shouldn't they be fair game if they're if they've strayed from the net and they're handling the puck? Uh, some people would say yes. Uh, I mean, legally, no. You get a penalty. I mean, for sure. Um, uh, you know, so unless there's a rule change, you, you know, you're not supposed to hit him. You can't, uh, you just can't. Uh, you know, even some incidental contact usually gets you a penalty. But, uh, um, but that's why you have fighting, you know, to, you know, you get a penalty plus, you know, you're going to have to own up to it from, uh, from someone on the other team. Well, apparently the Sabres didn't know about that code because they didn't seem to want to <laughs> fight, did they? Were you surprised? Yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way of putting it. It was, it was, uh, I don't know. We talked about it after the game. We couldn't believe it. Nope. Especially Luch, you couldn't believe it. Yeah, Lindsey Ruff's not, not pleased with it, so you expect it's going to get taken care of on Wednesday? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Sure. I mean, we, 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 have, a, we have a team that doesn't mind that, so. Yeah. Uh, Is Ryan Miller just like a, a dink and his teammates don't <laughs> like him and they were, maybe they, they didn't mind? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was just weird. It was, like I said, that's uh, – that's usually an automatic, so I'm not really sure uh, uh, what happened over there. I don't see why, though. They get pads on. They get more pads. They have a bigger stick than anyone, too. If they want to swing it like Ryan Miller. Why not uh, allow them to be hit? Uh, well, I know that uh, I think it was 
back when like Ron Hextall uh, right. was in the league and some of those guys, um, I think some of the GMs and stuff probably did ask that question because, you know, and even Brodeur because they, they could handle the puck so well. Um, you know, it was like having another defenseman back there. there There's times you play against New Jersey and, and Brodeur was making 80% of the breakout passes. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I think the trapezoid, you know, them not being able to come out of there, you know, took away, you know, some of their ability to, uh, to be so effective with their handling. But, uh, um, but that's why I said you, you'll probably get some people that do think they should be fair game. But, um, but there's such a, you know, goalies are in short supply. You know, there's only so many, you know, really good goalies kicking around. And, and all of a sudden, if you start losing them an injury because it, mm. you know, hits, then uh, I don't think you want to see the fourth string, uh, you know, you know, trying to get your team in the playoffs. Hey, we asked you last week, John asked you, you know, are you going to give Sean Thornton a, a game, like a, a couple of games off at some point, or does he have to pick up the intensity every game, go out there and, and uh, smash heads with somebody? <laughs> uh, no, we'll just, yeah, we'll just take the chains off him. He can, he can go at it every night uh, for us. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of respect. I mean, like I said, uh, like we talked about before, that's, that's a very difficult job. Um, you know, but he embraces it, and he's he's well respected. Uh, I think in the city, and obviously by our team. You know, for for what he does, and no, nobody thinks it's easy. That's for sure. Andrew, I wouldn't have thought of this question, but one of the texters suggests I ask it. And I think it's a good idea. He says, "Ask Andrew how Chara fits in your smart car on the it's way to the rink." Question. <laughs> Actually, we double on the bicycle. Oh, uh, it's a tandem bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I let him do most of the pedaling. Hey, uh, we should point out that Andrew has had the opportunity to visit Spalding Rehab Hospital and share with patients and their families. The staff of Spalding helps patients uh, each day find their strength. During the season of giving, we thank the staff who were able to provide care to patients at Spalding. Consider supporting their work by making a donation, small or large. Every dollar will help. You can check it out at spaldingrehab.org slash donation online to make your gift.